Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28 is most likely a verse that you're very familiar with, plastered across Instagram bios and a go-to for comforting those in suffering. It's one of the best known verses in the whole of the New Testament. Before we dissect and study this verse on its own, we must be careful not to take it out of context. We have to zoom out and see the big picture of what God is saying through Paul throughout the whole of this chapter and even through the whole of Romans. Throughout Romans, Paul has been exposing our sin and pushing us towards our assured hope in Christ. God has brought his children from death to life and so we can trust in hope that that brings. We cannot ignore our sinful nature, but we can find excitement, hope and assurance by looking towards our future in glory with God. Romans reminds us that we will inevitably face suffering as long as we are living here in this fallen world. But while that suffering and pain may sometimes feel so unbearable, it will never compare to the glory that we will receive. We as Christians have security and hope to rest in because there is no condemnation for those in Christ. Once we are his, nothing can separate us from his love. We look at verse 28 in light of what has been said in the verses before. We have just seen that the Spirit helps us in our weakness and intercedes for us when we are so weak that we don't even know what to say to God in our own prayers. The Spirit does this according to God's will and so we know that even when we feel like we mess up or we may be confused or sound weird in our prayers that God receives them and he understands them because through the Spirit he knows our hearts and if it's according to God's will it cannot be bad. With the help of the Spirit we know that God is always with us. He always knows what's going on in our hearts and minds and continues to love us anyways. So we know that the Spirit is groaning for us in the will of God and verse 28 goes on to tell us a bit about what that will of God is. We won't always understand God's will or know everything that he is doing or planning in our lives, but we know from scripture that God plans our lives to, so that either we can come into relationship with him or he can further that relationship and we become more like Christ. The verse opens with, and we know. That means the following statement was a consequence to all that the Romans had already known and been reminded by Paul. As Christians, the people Paul was writing to would have known that God is more powerful than evil and works all things for good. Time and time again throughout the Bible, we are warned of the pain and suffering we will face. This is in hope that we can be better equipped when it comes to not losing sight of God's big plan of making us more like Christ. Here we are reminded that while not all things may be good, and many actions or, or situations are actually sinful, God uses all things, not just some things, for good. So our suffering never goes wasted or without reason. God works for our good in his glory. Now this is when things start to get tricky. You may hear that and think that that must mean that God is working for us to make our lives better. Unfortunately, our idea of goodness totally underestimates God's definition of goodness. You may think that this promise God is making must mean that God is working to help you pass all of your GCSEs with A's and B's, or I may think this promise means that God is working really hard to lead me to a job that will pay me big bucks and I'll have this perfect life with all my money and a nice car and a lovely house. But that's not what goodness means here. In our society, we measure success by our grades, how much money we make, how popular we are or how we look. And all that it takes is a simple Google search to find out articles and articles of top tips on how to be successful. 
This verse doesn't promise that we won't face hardship. Good doesn't mean that there will be an absence of pain and suffering, but it does promise that as a child of God, we know that he works all things for good. Our understanding of what is good is actually tainted by our sinful nature, living in our sinful world. And while we have an idea of goodness, we will never truly understand God's standard of goodness. The good will that God is working towards uses difficult times and suffering in our lives to make us like Jesus and bring us to glory. What a wonderful promise. And what a weight that lifts off our shoulders. Our journey to heaven isn't based off the good stuff that we do and we aren't set back by our failures and sin. It's not up to us to turn things into good and we can trust that God is doing that for us. And while this promise is so wonderful, we can't gloss over who the promise is made to. This promise is made for Christians who are part of God's family. So we can't really use this verse to lure in non-Christians into the family of God. For us, the ultimate good and hope we have is that we will be shaped into the image of Christ, reaching perfection in heaven with him. But for non-Christians, this likely won't be understood and, and our intentions won't be aligned with theirs. But that doesn't mean that God is any less powerful or isn't using them in his divine plan. And that's not to say that scripture isn't for all people. But if we are to study scripture and use it the way it has been given to us and the way we have been told, that's not the same way non-Christians will view it. By all means, welcome your non-Christian friends to read the word, but help them along the way to understand verses like these that are often misused. So, what is this verse really saying and what isn't it saying? It's not saying that God will only use good things for good. And it's not saying that God will give us an easy and painless life. And it's not saying that God is less good because suffering occurs. It is saying that God uses all things for good, even evil and sinful acts will be used for good. It is saying that God will be with us, working through the hard and painful times to make that into good. And it is saying that God is no less good when suffering occurs, but he is in fact always good. His idea of what is good is so much greater than any good that we could want here on earth. So today and this week, try to remember the goodness and joy that comes with this promise. Remember that in a time when we are locked up in our homes, missing friends, missing school, and even missing out and eating in restaurants and, and shopping, God is in control. He is sovereign over COVID-19 and he is sovereign over our lives. Even in the hard times and even in lockdown, he is using our circumstances for good and for his glory. Mm -hmm.